is Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. There's all kinds of mayhem and foolishness going on in the household right now. Queso's here panting and looking at us. Hops is dropping her ball in front of us. Vink is digging through the box of toys. Maggie is panting. Jasmine is the only one with any chill laying on the floor. Nice chill, hi. Jasmine. Say hi, Queso. All right, good job. She kind of swooshed her nose on the <laughs> microphone. That's that's a win. Yeah, I think she's trying to eat it, but that's still a win. <laughs> uh, cocktail of the week, we're drinking the Chilcano, which is basically a Pisco mule. It's got Pisco, which is a Peruvian liqueur, and uh, it's kind of like cachaca. No, I think it's more like a brandy, right? Didn't yeah, we, f- we went to the liquor store today and we bought it. And it was in the brandy section, and it does seem to be made from grapes, but it does taste kind of like cachaca. We're culturally suck right now. I mean, it, like, of course, cachaca is, you know, sugarcane rum from Brazil, and pisco is whatever it is from Peru. So but a pisco sour has cachaca in it, right? Is that why I've been confused all these I don't years? think so. No, a caipirinha has cachaca. A caipirinha. Yes, oh, yes, yes. yeah, that's right. Anyway. That's what I mean. A chilcano, like... it's called that at Jose Andreas's restaurant, uh, China, China Chilcano. Which is Peruvian. Which is Peruvian, and it's got, it's kind of modern Peruvian, so it has all the Asian influences that have come into their food. And uh, it's a great, it's very good. And we kind of stopped in there. We were trying to kill an hour once. And I was like, let's find a place with a bar that we can sit at and have a drink. And we went in there. I think we bounced out of OAML because they didn't have anything. And It was like a Friday night, so everything was packed. And we managed to find two seats at the bar at Gina Chilcano. And they have, uh, yeah, this thing called the Chilcano, which is Pisco and Fever Tree ginger beer with a little bit of lime. And it was delicious. And then we went back yeah. for dinner because the drinks were so good and they had this like popcorn stuff but like peruvian corn that's kind of like lightly popped which if you've had before you know is very good doesn't look at all like american popcorn and we had that at the bar and then we went back for dinner which was pretty good i mean there were some super good good things and some like just regular tasty things but the drinks were fantastic so today we were at the liquor store and i was like oh i've been wanting to get pisco to make these drinks and so we got it and now we're having the drinks and i'm quite pleased it's very delicious yep we talked about mules when we had the Moscow mules, but it's always ginger beer, a little bit of lime, and then whatever your spirit is, and this is Pisco. Those are queso borks in the background. She's trying to get Vink to chomp on her face. She's not leaving Vink alone, which is a role reversal for Vink, because usually Vink is the one who bothers everyone else. This is true. Queso is like the number one player in the household these days. She just wants to play all the time. I, I think she's making up for lost time. She's had a long, a lot of years with no play, I bet. Yeah, it's awesome. Very awesome. So we thought this week we would talk about kind of dog movies, dog TV shows, dog books maybe that are our favorites. Dogs in culture. (laughs) Dogs in culture, like a Wikipedia page. Dogs in culture, in popular culture. (laughs) Disambiguate, yes. (laughs) Uh, So maybe we'll start with dog favorite movies and TV shows. Do you have any? No, I remember watching Benji when I was really young, though, and I had like nothing... To look forward to it, it just like watch it. It was really awesome, though. I was very inspired by Benji. Yeah, Benji is a German Shepherd. No, no, it's like a little terrier thing. Oh, like, really? Very like cute, scruffy little. Oh, I'm thinking of Rin Tin Tin. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, Benji, not fascist at all. Like very nice. 
Was Rin Tin Tin fascist? I don't think so. <laughs> I, th- I think he was on the side of the law. Oh, oh, I see. It was like the sheriff's dog or something, but then, again, you know, don't know. Yeah. Not, not entirely sure about Rin Tin Tin. I've been thinking about the Wizard of Oz lately, I think, because I read some article that they recovered one of the pair of Dorothy's shoes that had been stolen. But it must have been stolen from the Smithsonian, right? Didn't they have the red ruby slippers here? The Smithsonian does have them, but there's like 10 pairs or oh, something. So oh. this was stolen from some, I think, Michigan Museum, maybe some little local museum. Oh. And I was thinking about Toto. I don't know what kind of dog Toto Toto's is. Toto's a Yorkshire Terrier? It's a, is she, he? She's a terrier. He? He's a Toto terrier. Toto is she? No. Pretty sure it's a. I just a think he. of terriers as she. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. interesting. Toto, he, but also little bow in the hair kind of terrier, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a. I don't know if it's a Yorkie or he. He's a Yorkie. Yeah. Let's give him. Let's give him gender. <laughs> I was trying to think though, like, because I was like, oh, we should talk about those like dog TV shows and dog movies. I mean, Lassie's the classic, right? I know, but like, I never watched that. Like, that's an old I show. I watched it a few times on. Because you're old. <laughs> on rerun, oh, okay. qualified. You can still watch it on rerun. <laughs> there, there's new dog shows. That there's uh, PBS has Wishbone, where it's like what this. That? It's a little. Oh, I don't even know what kind of dog it is, but he dresses up as like classical figures in books, and he reads books and he reenacts books plots. Oh, so that's he's like, cool. He'll be like Romeo in Romeo and Juliet, or he'll be. Uh, don't know, you know, like the detective in one of the Dashiell Hammett books, and he'll oh. narrate the book and Wishbone. Good, so it's like good show. Thug notes with a dog. I don't know what thug notes. You are. don't know thug notes? No, I'm. Oh my old, god, Sparky remember. Sweets is uh is this dude, and he does thug notes. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna put a link in the uh, in the description. Thug notes is like the best thing on YouTube. So he gives these like <laughs> great descriptions of. Uh, oh, I have like, seen this. Yeah, I'm, it's just, I'm like, sure I've seen you some like, like literature yeah, yeah. and like analytic breakdowns. They have a, like a PhD English professor who helps them with their like literary analysis. Uh, it's great. There's no dog, but Sparky Sweets is great. Oh man, we, we can get into other stuff too. But the best animated show with a dog, and this is colored by you know when I had a kid in that age. But I mean, there's there's Clifford the Big Red Dog, which is nice yeah, and, gen- and yep. gentle and and you know not peaceable cohabitation and all this stuff it's it's a nice show but then there was a pbs show in the last five six seven years maybe called fetch with ruff ruffman <laughs> and ruff ruffman was the dog running this comp, comp competition show oh and it would have like teams of kids doing basically you know, challenges around town and learning about, I don't know, making chocolate or, you know, what Paul Revere did or, you know, and it was, but it was always Ruff Ruffman was the, like, producer guy, dog, <laughs> who was running the show. And it was, it was very clever and very funny, but also educational and, and the kids were really into it and there'd be a winning team at the end and they'd get points and it was it was very engaging. I think they had two seasons. It was real good. That's awesome. Fetch with Ruff Ruffman. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I missed out on a good time of dog TV shows. Because, like, when I was a kid, I watched, like, Sesame Street, The Electric Company, Mr. Rogers, no dogs, or no real dog focus. Yeah. 
And a lot of the 80s sitcoms didn't even have, the families didn't have dogs, I don't think, right? No, it was most like, of not them a thing. Didn't. I think Full House, they did have a golden retriever. But oh, it yeah? was not, I think so. You think you'd remember that. Right, hang on, I'm going to check. Okay, confirmed. Comet was the name of the golden retriever in Full House. Uh, I totally watched Full House, loved Full House. I think I was in maybe elementary or middle school when that was on TV. That was a great show for me. Huh. I have not watched the new one, though. There's Fuller House now on Netflix, which is... They have two dogs. Uh, I don't know. I've never watched it. Maybe there is a dog in there. But Comet yeah. was their golden retriever, which was good. But like Blue's Clues and stuff, like I was too old for that when it came out. So I didn't watch any of that. Yeah. And there was Clifford the Big Red Dog. And then dog movies, like I saw Homeward Bound, but like after it was a big thing, I didn't see that as a kid. There's a golden retriever in that, too. Yeah, I think there's always generations of dog movies, right? Because then there's Air Bud. Air right? Bud, yeah. like I've seen, but was too... I mean, maybe it did come out when I was the right age, but I didn't see it until I was like a full-on adult. Uh, there's no rules that says you can't have a dog on the team, though. That's right. That's I'm just right. saying. You're the lawyer, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that that's legit. No, I mean, you can have monsters on a team. I mean, that was the whole Michael Jordan movie, whatever that was. Air, you know... Uh, I did see that when it came out. Space, space Jordan. I don't space know. Force. No. <laughs> space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you can have yeah. anyone playing basketball. Yeah, well, you can have a golden retriever. Airbud, Airbud Two. They play football, and it's called Airbud Golden Receiver. Yes, yeah. well, that's, that makes sense. That and, makes sense. Uh, when my brother had kids, they Beethoven was a thing. I remember. I remember watching the Beethoven. Maybe Beethoven too. Also. Yeah. The uh, so when I would go visit my parents, my childhood bedroom became my niece's bedrooms when they would visit it with my parents. My brother lives like a mile from my parents, and uh, and so there was like a TV with a built-in VHS player, and they still had these old VHS tapes of these movies and. I remember Beethoven was always like in the drawer. I don't know that I ever watched it. I mean, I've seen it at some point, but was did not see it when I was the age to properly enjoy it. Yeah, there've been recent dog movies though where I it's not Underdog, but it might have been Underdog. Underdog, I loved that cartoon. But I think they made a live action one. It was like narrated and it was pretty good. Underdog oh, was, was pretty one good. of my faves. Oh, this might be this might be that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. But I grew up, when I grew up, in I was little when I was in Australia, we, di we didn't have dog movies or shows. I mean, we may also have. I think Lassie was big then, too. But Australia obviously has Skippy. Skippy the bush kangaroo. Now, I have queued up the Skippy song. I'm going to put it oh, in no, the podcast. Oh, no, let me sing it first. All right, go ahead. Skippy, Skippy, Skippy the bush kangaroo. <laughs> Skippy. And then they go... All right, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in here. I'm gonna play it for us right now. Classic. All right, here we go. I got it on YouTube here. Yeah. So, kid is a pet kangaroo. Yeah, like Lassie. Except, no, he's a bush kangaroo. They're not pets. She lives in the bush. All right, they're showing like this cop dude from like Park Mayberry. Ranger, jeez, fluffy haired blonde guy, yeah, fluffy redhead guy giving a smile to the camera. It was the seventies. He's got a koala, holding the koala and petting it. Don't koalas bite your face off if you hold them? Not if they're sedated. 
See? Kid's giving the kangaroo a hug. That looks like an abused kangaroo. Maybe it's a wallaby. All right. So, so he, he blows on a gum leaf, a eucalyptus leaf, to summon Skippy. That's like we blow on grasses. Yes. Like you put yes. the grass between your thumbs. They, you know, they don't have a lot of grass in Australia, but they have a lot of gum trees. <laughs> I didn't know that they were short on grass in Australia. It's a, the outback is a desert. Well, they could have grass. They call it the bush. There could be it's, like grass you know, by the bush. That's like some kind of marketing mishap because it's a freaking desert in there. <laughs> Wait. There's got to be grass in Australia. There is grass in Australia, yes, but it's not as much as here. All right. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I watched this Australian movie called Dot and the Kangaroo. See, I am not even familiar, yeah. We were talking about it over dinner, and so Dot is this little girl, and it's this weird thing where it's like there's like movie footage of the bush, but Dot and the kangaroo are animated. And they're put on on top of the live action, like, background, along with other animals. Which is usually a sign of a bad movie. I was obsessed with this movie as a kid. Like, I watched it all the time. And I think the plot is that Dot, the little girl, gets lost in the bush. And the kangaroo, like, puts her in her pouch and takes care of her until she gets back to her family. I think that's the point. But there's this song in there, which I'm also going to, like, edit into the podcast, about the bunyip, which is this, like, aboriginal, like, monster guy. The bunyip. <laughs> uh, yeah, the bunyip is a, according to Wikipedia, a large mythical creature from Australian aboriginal mythology said to lurk in swamps, billabongs, creeks, riverbeds, and waterholes. And they've got this, like, psycho animation of this, like, I mean, I was, like, four and five when I watched this. And this, like, super scary, like, aboriginal art of these, like, aboriginal dudes, like, running away from the bunyip, which is, like, a goat with, like, big stabby teeth. Kangaroos and, are running away and the frogs are, the turtles are running away. And it's, like, it makes this growly sound. Yeah, the bunyip's gonna get you. It's this, like, super sad, scary music. <laughs> like, five-year-old me, this was a sign I was going to be into all kinds of spooky stuff when I grew up because I thought this was, like, terrifying. And but you awesome. kept watching. You watch it again and again. Yeah, it's got all this, like, twilight footage of, like, rivers and stuff. Very bad. It's got and this, like, cartoony aboriginal ghost. It's got, like, the little dots around its eyes, like, very aboriginal. Oh my god, and it's got this like big bunyip ghost thing like chasing and these like skeletony aboriginal human figures running away like looking at those things. And it's a dog, right? I mean it's probably a dingo. I think it's a dog like running away from the bunyip. You're not supposed to go into the bush? Yeah, it's clearly like a boogeyman kind of thing. Oh, yeah, super scary. Um, so, again, not really a dog, but on along the kangaroo line. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Flipper is like a dog show, too, but with a dolphin. Watch never, that, too, although it's American. Yeah, I never watched that. I think <laughs> I was too, too young for that. Oh. Let's see, dog movies. I watched Bolt. That was sad. Was it? I've never seen it. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah. 
It's a dog who thinks he's a he's in a TV show and he thinks he's everything. There's the live action underdog. Oh yeah, we're we've got like the Google dog movie stuff picked up here. Frank and Weenie, we watched. Frank it and was Weenie, sad. I, I kind of liked though. It was good. It was like a ghost dog. Much more dark than I expected. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good though. Yeah. I don't know why. Why did we see Frank and Weenie? That's not the normal kind of movie we would go don't see. Don't know, because it was kind of marketed well and spooky, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, Cujo. I have not seen. I but read the of course, book. Everyone knows about Cujo. Yeah. Did you see Best in Show? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, was a that good is dog about movie. dogs. Yeah, yeah. And Lots of dogs. stupid Hilarious. people and nice dogs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I saw All Dogs Go to Heaven. I've seen 101 Dalmatians. Have you seen The Fox and the Hound? Fox and the Hound, I don't know if I've seen. What's the one with the spaghetti? Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> Lady in the yeah, Tramp. Yeah, I've That's seen a that dog. one. That's times. all That's about true. dogs. Yeah. I saw somebody else on Twitter did. They didn't call it the Lady in the Tramp Challenge, but they did it, like, got a big, long noodle, and their dog was just like Maggie. They're like, chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> like, <laughs> Almost bit their face off. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yep. Did you see Turner and Hooch, Tom Hanks and the I dog? I did. It was pretty good. Movie? The drooly dog, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. There's Benji. Yeah. Classic. God, you're, I always, Benji and Rin Tin Tin are definitely crossed in my so brain. not the same. No, it's totally not the same thing. So we use a site called... Um, does the dog die? Yeah. Website. For any and all movies. So you can just put in a movie and it tells you if the dog dies or is injured or is fine, uh, which is a real determinant for a lot of movies that we see. So like I Am Legend, normally totally the kind of movie I would see, but I Am Does the Dog Die tells me that the dog dies. And someone has been like, oh, no, but like it's good that the dog dies. And I'm like, nope. Not seeing it because the dog dies. Yeah. And it's and sometimes it's just gratuitous. We've watched a bunch of horror movies where they have a pet dog. And the dog obviously does not get along with the ghosties ever. And most movies, it's fine. They're just used as kind of an alarm system. Yeah. But some movies, the dog, like, dies or suffers or is clawed up. for, And it's like, that's, there's no reason for that. Just torture the people. It's fine. Yeah. Like, the Amityville Horror, the original one which I was not old enough to see when it came out. I mean, that may have come out in the 70s, the Amityville Horror. Uh, the, there's this whole thing where, like, the dog is digging at, like, the hell portal in the house, and they're trying to escape the house, and they go back and extract the dog from the basement hell space and rescue the dog. Like yeah, the this, house is collapsing. The right? house is collapsing. Like, they're free of the house, and they're like, no, we got to go back and save the dog. And then they remade it. And I actually generally liked the remake, except the whole thing was destroyed by the fact that, like, the dad who's going crazy, like, kills the dog. Like, affirmatively, not not fails to rescue, but, like, affirmatively kills no, the dog. No, like, in the middle of the movie, kills the dog. Which is, like, I think it's cheap and bullshit. I completely agree. So. You know, just have the dog add to the suspense and, and make it more scary. And you can do that. But you don't have to have the dog die. It's fine. Life is hard enough as it is. Indeed. Have you seen Marley and Me? I have not. I mean, I don't like to cry more than I have right. to, and I'm sure I probably would. So, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't, I don't have anything against it. I'm just more afraid of the crying. Yeah, me too. There's some recent movie, I don't know what it was, where it was like the dog was a special agent, and he was he was working with an FBI guy and then he runs away and then 
whoever adopts him teaches him how to play and be a nice dog, and then oh. the FBI wants him back, and, uh, you know, then there's some compromise. But I can't remember what it was, what it was. <laughs> I'll look it up. I don't know. Can we do some research? Yeah, we will. Oh, you want to do some research Yeah, it's right got now? the actor in it from The Green Mile. All right, hang on. Let me pause the podcast. C-Spot Run. Yeah, we've done some... I've done I've done some Googling. <laughs> and C-Spot Run is the movie's title, which not what I remember, but it's about a bull mastiff who's adorable and then runs away and then finds his way back to the FBI and the whole thing is about his handler getting nice and being oh. treating him well at the end. Have you seen Isle of Dogs? Which, if you say it right, is I Love Dogs. <laughs> I have not. I haven't either. Um, here it's good. And it's Hang on, in case it wants to say I. Good job, Kezo. Well done. Hello to you, too, Kezo. Yep. Um, yeah, I love dogs. Yeah. It's Isn't it Wes Anderson? Mm, Stop maybe. motion animation. Yeah. I mean, it's doggy. Have you seen it? I have not. All it's right. like the kind of movie I would see on a plane. <laughs> right? I gotta say, in West my Anderson. head, I don't want to watch it because there used to be a really bad game or app called Dog Island. Oh. It was like this sort of half-finished version of a video game, and it was like you're a little dog, and you're trying to... There's some quest, backstory quest, where you've got to get medicine for your sick brother, but it's... Everyone's really mean to you, and huh. you, you like get smashed by gorillas and bitten by snakes and oh stuff. Oh my god! It was very stressful. Oh, it's a Wii game, I think. Yeah, that's terrible. It was very stressful, so I I can't see Isle of Dogs because it's like Dog Island. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about TV that the dogs like to watch. Oh yeah. All right, so they like dog TV. We pay five dollars a month on our cable bill to subscribe to Dog TV as a premium channel. I haven't used that enough recently. Oh, I use it all the time for them. Oh. Like when I leave, I put it on. Because I'm not a dog. Yeah, I don't turn it on for you. Oh. So Dog TV is like, uh, it shows four dogs. We've talked about it before, I think. So they're four-hour programs, and you put them on, and it's got like super saturated color and. Holy cow! The greens are super green. The blues are like super blue. Everything is extremely bright yeah and it's kind of shifted into the color ranges that dogs can see um and it's got like happy little sounds and then some of it's soothing sometimes they've just got like little shapes floating around on the screen <laughs> um they try to do some bits of like exposure so they'll have like you know like a gopro on a dog walking across crosswalks in like tokyo right in the center of the city so they like what the dog would see in terms of traffic and people and it, the idea is that it kind of gets your dog to seeing those things and hearing those sounds. And uh, who knows if it works, but it is a alternating mix of stimulating where they're like barking at the other dogs on the screen <laughs> and soothing where they'll have like really calm music that and they've got like a whole bunch of like animal scientists who advise them on putting the shows together. Uh, who knows how well that works, but uh, stuff that's you know, sounds that are supposed to be soothing for dogs. It definitely is not human oriented. Though it's fine to have on kind of in the background, I guess. So there's like random doorbells and stuff. Yeah, like, and people like yelling, talking to each other and stuff. Oh, like little to... kid voices like, hi there, doggy. Yeah. And it makes me crazy, so. But I guess it's supposed to desensitize the dogs to that, right? So yeah, they yeah. Like freak out. Yeah. You can buy, so our dog trainer, the one who did Hopper's puppy class, um, she and her wife are expecting a baby. I think the wife is the one who's pregnant. 
and uh, they just posted on Facebook that they got a CD of like baby sounds to help sensitize or desensitize the dog to baby sounds. So they're, I mean, she's a dog trainer, right? So she's taking it real seriously. Yeah. They have two rescued pit bulls. Uh, anyway, so the dogs love dog TV. And I was just like, I just called Comcast and I was like, I am paying too much. You know, Fios wants me. <laughs> Lower my bill. And I had a really nice dude on the phone. It was like putting me in a newer package and he brought the bill on like 80 bucks or something. But he's like, let's go through all the premium stuff you have to see if you need it. Cause I'm like, look, I don't need HBO. I don't need Showtime. I never watched those. You just gave them to me the first time. I didn't want them. He's like, what about dog TV? I'm like, oh yes, we need dog TV. <laughs> like that's there on purpose. <laughs> like I need my MLB package. I need my NHL and I need uh, dog TV. And he's like, okay, we'll leave that. I'm like, I will pay the five bucks a month for dog TV. So the girls like that. Um, barring that, it's I, let let me qualify though. Like when we're here, the girls get very excited about TV. They when, watch everything on TV. When we're not here, we're not sure. I don't think we've done some some studies where we've looked at them while we're not here. I think they just you sleep. don't watch the live stream. I don't. Dear dad, some of it I do, but they're mostly sleeping. Yeah, well, I don't always have dog TV on, but when I do have dog TV on, they sometimes will bark. Even when we're not screen. here, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's they will good. sometimes get engaged. Because when we're here and watching TV, they they'll go up, you know, for the Subaru commercial, they'll go nuts or the anything the, with some the dog. buffalo running or the, any animal they'll buffalo. Yeah, yeah, they they oh, Hops hates cows. That's true. I think it's because they just don't care. <laughs> I think they have an attitude. I don't know if I told you this, but I was once driving like from here to my parents' house in Illinois with the previous dogs, Pi and K. Maybe just K. And uh, we were in Ohio at like a rest stop in Ohio. And the rest stop abutted a farm. Of course it did. true of most of Ohio. But there's like a wire fence and there were cows on the other side of the fence. So I kind of had them in, you know, the back of the rest stop so they could do their business. Yeah. And there's like a barbed wire fence and then some cows. And the cows are right up at the fence. So I just kind of have the dogs out there. And then Kay saw one of the cows and she was like, what is this? (laughs) And she like runs up to the fence and she's like, like barking her little head off. And the cows are like, what are you? (laughs) They they gave zero fucks about her. And she was just like, and the cows are so huge compared to her. So she got up there and she's like, oh, fuck. They're giant. And they're all just like looking at her. And she's like, whoa. And then she'd like back up and she'd like bark at them. Like her mind was blown by the cows. Like she's like, oh, what is this thing? Like I'm going to bark at it. And then she gets up there. She's like, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. It's like when Hopper saw the deer and was just like, oh, will you play with me? I think you're just like a big dog. Yeah, they were like looking at each other through the fence, walking along the fence with each other. And then yesterday we were out there and yeah, update. While I'm still missing toenails, I have modified some of my running shoes. I cut the big toe part out of an old pair of running shoes that was like in the recycle space. And uh, it looks ridiculous. So they're like little big toe windows. Yeah. There's like a, you know, like just imagine like the front quadrant. More like big toe convertible roof. Yeah. The big quadrant, I just got my Swiss army knife and I cut it out. So my big toe, all you see is the sock from my big toe. And uh, that's because I'm missing the toenails on my big toes and they're very sensitive. So I put the regular shoes on, it pushes on like the top of my toe, which hurts really bad. So I had this old pair and I just cut a window out where the toe was. 
and I can run fine. So I ran three miles yesterday with hops. I ran five and a half miles today. Everything feels great. Someday I'll be able to wear my regular shoes. You're crazy. <laughs> but when I was out there with Hobbs yesterday, the deer was at the fence and Hobbs ran up to it and she really wanted to play. And the deer was just like, yeah, no, and galloped away. And Hobbs was so sad. She's like running up and down the fence trying to get the deer to play. And then when we were on our way back, uh, there was like six deer in the unfenced part. And she like ran down the hill like, oh, look at all these friends I can play with. And they all galloped off and bounded through the woods and she was very sad hops they're prey animals they think of the world differently yeah they don't have faith i think the girls like all things so if i don't put on dog tv for them we put on animal planet yeah and i mean it has a various array of shows these days they don't even have animals in half the shows half of treehouse masters no animals no no kidding never any animals northwood's law is mostly about people yeah. interact with animals badly but vink likes northwood's law though <laughs> vink watches tv like i watch tv it she, doesn't matter what's on she just watches she just sits there on her little bed <laughs> stares at the tv if there's an animal just, on it she'll get up and bark i totally get that yep yeah she's very much a tv watcher don't let anybody tell you that dogs don't watch tv vink is evidence Dogs absolutely watch and it. she'll get excited about like football or you know oh, yeah. whatever else is on she's just like oh this is interesting what were you we watching last night? Delirium, which is this like horror suspense movie on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, Vink watched that whole movie, I think, like sitting there watching. Yeah. Yeah. She we was... gotta watch The Endless. Which one's that? It's the oh, two brothers yeah, and the, the like UFO cult. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, no dogs, as far as we know. But no. we we will check it for does the dog die because we need to know these are important things tonight we're gonna watch duel which is stephen king's first like full-length popularish movie i think he had an art house movie before that no dog in that no dog. although i've got to say i'm not sure stephen king helped the dog cause with his cujo movie and book sorry book and then movie made. You do feel kind of bad for the dog because no. it opens up and the dog has the dog has rabies, right? That's why it's violent. And it's got a, a real jerk owner who kind of beats the dog and the dog gets rabies. And you have this, it opens with the scene of the dog being like really conflicted because it feels super weird. But there's the owner who's mean to it and it wants to be submissive, but it's also really angry because of the rabies. And I think it ends up killing the owner in the opening scene, which the owner kind of deserves for being a jerk to the dog. Yeah, I mean, Stephen King is very good at setting up bad guys who then get bad things happening to them. There are worse things that happen to dogs in other Stephen King books. Needful things. We don't need to talk about what happens to the dog, but it's very violent. Well, I'm not watching that then. No, Mm -hmm. I've never seen the movie, I don't think, but I read the book and there's no reason to see the movie given what happens to the dog in the book. No, I don't know. Stephen King has dogs. He's a dog lover, so he knows that like having something bad happen to the dog is like a really bad thing. What's his nickname for his dog? The Thing of Evil. Thing of Evil. Molly Thing of Evil. Yeah. She's adorable. He's pretty funny about it. I, I'll give him credit. Yeah. But this is not something I can take lightly. Yeah. Do you have any favorite dog books? Do you read any dog books? You refuse to read all the ones. <laughs> I posted them all on Twitter, so you'll probably know them. I'd watch that Gobi one. I'd, I'd read that Gobi Finding one. Gobi, I have not yeah. yet, though. Nothing bad happens to the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not true, I guess. But things may or may not happen to the dog that are bad. Oh, you don't I, really know, though. I read that fierce. kid book about the kid. And Love the, that dog. Oh, pff, oh, Most of the dog books are about 
Like use the dogs for pathos and how it make you sad. Art of Racing in the Rain is by far the best dog book. As I far stand as by my statement. I'm concerned and everyone else. G.R. Dead will not read it. He's read the first chapter and he just started crying. I don't have that many tears. And uh, But it's fantastic. And sad. I think they're turning it into a movie. Mm. Uh, if you need a dog book. So I actually did a like book challenge seven days and seven favorite books and i did it for my favorite dog book so if you go to the twitter page there's like a twitter moment where i have our seven favorite books and uh they're all dog related and finding Gobi i think is my favorite one but dean coons he is a golden retriever person he's always had goldens and so he's got a bunch of good ones so yeah but i'm not reading old yeller i'm not looking at Cujo. No. I don't want any of this. Like, no. That never works out for the dog. All right. Anything else to add? That's... I have a German word. Oh, yeah. Backpfeifengesicht. <laughs> I know several Backpfeifengesichts. This is a, actually, Jen turned me on to this. Uh, but Backpfeife is a, you know, smack, open-handed smack across the face, right? Slapping a face. And so Backpfeifengesicht is a face that cries out to be slapped. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's very derogatory and it's meant to be. Yeah. Say, erst ein Backpfeifengesicht. Not ein richtiges Backpfeifengesicht. That's a dude whose face cries out to be smacked. Yeah. And say it for like a once, real jerk face. Once you have it in your mind, you can really think of some people. Backpfeifengesicht. That need, that need smacking. It's such a good word. Erst ein Backpfeifengesicht. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Very good one. Yeah. It has nothing to do with dogs and movies, but it's nope. such a useful... My favorite German word, I think, that I know is so far. <laughs> it's a good one. So, yeah, that's that's what I got. And, as always, audible.com is our sponsor. Audible Trial. Thanks, Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash the golden ratio. You get a free audiobook. You help support the podcast. Thanks. We don't want to do too much stuff. I'm listening to, like, these great new podcasts from Wonderly, Dr. Death, amazing Ugh. just came out last week about this like kind of incompetent physician and a bunch of his patients die and it's sort of it's like a six-parter three episodes have come out Dr. i'm Death. triggered yeah it, this really pushes on gr dad's like anxieties about the medical establishment it's just fantastic and compelling and really interesting um and then the company like the production company that makes that wonderly they also do this one called inside jaws they have inside psycho inside the exorcist inside jaws sort of how these movies get made and the story of the directors for them and uh they're great podcasts but man are there a lot of ads like mm. i was listening to inside jaws today when i was running and i'm like it's a 40 minute episode and i feel like i fast forwarded through like seven minutes of ads we don't want to do that if you want no. an audiobook audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio that's all we're gonna say no ads yeah I mean, I guess that's an ad, but that's as addy as it gets. Wait, we have an ad, but Audible doesn't put in ads. Yeah, no, we're not. Uh, yeah, our like podcast hosts might slap an ad onto the end of our podcast, but we don't have any control over that. That's just them. So if there's an ad after this podcast, we didn't do that. They put that on there. We didn't do that. We nope. didn't know about it. Nope, we're not getting any money from it either, so no. screw that. More power to them, but not to us. Yeah, skip that crap. <laughs> I'm paying for our podcast hosting. Too subversive. Too subversive. That, no, I'm paying them money to host our podcast. Oh. You don't have to click their ads. We don't oh. get anything from you clicking their ads. No. Fuck that. <laughs> All right, let's have another drink. 
Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good week. Watch some good dog movies. Send us your favorites. Yep. Sorry I got a little random, but there you go. <laughs> so, it's free. <laughs> so the podcast is, and so it shall be. I'm going to say bye, Shmeek. All right. Excellent. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>